Welcome to your journey to greatness through routine, a podcast designed to help you build a success routine. My name is Michelle Steffes and I'm author of the book and I'm excited to come to you today with more insights and ideas to accomplish your success routine because it's not the big things we do, but the little things we do every day that make the biggest difference. So let's get on with the podcast. Yesterday, we finished number 13 of 21 Habits of Those Who Are Heart-Centered Leaders, and we're in a series on heart-centered life and leadership, and we've been covering so much information. If you're just joining us, I'd encourage you to go back and listen from the very beginning where the episodes start. Uh, We probably have just a few more episodes of this, and we'll be moving on to another topic, but I've been so glad to have you all joining us, and remember... This isn't just about leaders who have titles. This is about all of us because we're all leading in one way, shape, or form. We're leading our families. We're leading our our communities, the groups around us. We're leading in a lot of different ways. And and frankly, it is a leader's mindset that's always going to win in life. So it's not about titles. It's about influence. And uh, uh, there's a quote by John Maxwell very similar to that as well. He's one of my, I guess, one of the people that I really look up to as far as leadership and training and leadership. So let's jump into number 14 today and see how far we get. Number 14, you develop strategies that involve, promote, call upon, and inspire others to participate fully in creating, renewing, or revitalizing the organization. Now, it could be the home, depending on whether we're talking to you as a parent or we're talking to you as a leader of a a company or or a group or, or a board. But basically... You want to create strategies that involve others. So you are very intentional about any kind of construct in agenda or meetings or trainings or whatever it is that you're doing, especially in cases where there may be transition going on, where people want to be involved or rather need to be involved or they're going to feel detached, lost, and as if the rug has been ripped out from under them. This is especially true in those times. And uh, so you want to really think through how you can best make sure there is a lot of participation. When people can participate in the solutions, you've got buy-in because now they feel not only included and they feel completely understood, they feel valued, and they feel like part of the solution, but they also feel this, this incredible sense of pride as they watch success roll out because they know that they were an integral part of it. So this is important, again, in family life as well as in, in, you know, business life. So, you know, in terms of family life, just I guess give you a quick example. Let's just say you're planning a family vacation. And, you know, in the past, you've always just planned the vacation. And this is where we're going. And aren't you excited? And we're going to do this. And we're going to do that. We're going to stay here. We're going to do that. What about asking the family or or maybe make it a little fun, you know, write write it on, on paper and then cut it into strips and, you know, have them draw out and, you know, I don't know, just, just think of ways in which you can cast votes or or just have a discussion around the dinner table and involve them. Hey, you know, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? You know, what, what kind of activities should we do while we're there? You're going to find they're going to buy in and be a lot more excited and a lot more engaged with it. And that's true in the, in the business world as well. Okay, number 15, you have compassion for yourself and others. You know, a lot of people will say, you know, I'm very compassionate. I'm, I'm really good to others. I'm very compassionate. But we really need to define what that word is. I mean, we talk about compassion. We're talking about somebody who doesn't just say, oh, I feel bad for you. You know, I hope you're all right. 
but it's it's much much more than that. It's deeper than that. It's actually paying attention to what's happening in their lives and asking the right questions to find out. So that if there's some way that you can help deliver either kindness, relief, or um, some kind of empathy, then they're not going to forget you. Okay, because people don't always pay attention to what you know, but they will pay attention to how you make them feel and. You know, this is related to that quote by Theodore Roosevelt that I love so much. Uh, People don't care what you know until they know how much you care. And that's so true. But don't forget that you have to have compassion on yourself. And that's one big area that I see a lot of people miss. And when it comes to emotional intelligence, half of it is how you treat others, but half how you treat yourself. You know, cut yourself some slack. Give yourself a chance to make mistakes. It's okay. Brush the dust off. Get up. Move on again. Forgive. Forgive yourself for things maybe you've done in the past that you, you know, that you regret. We all have them. But be compassionate toward yourself because when you do, then you feel better. When you feel better, you perform better. All right, number 16. You replace blame with responsibility. No matter what happens in an organization or in a home, uh, you, it, you are the leader. I mean, let's just face it. It's it, To some degree, you've got to take some... even. Even if you're not, say, the leader, maybe it's, a, it's a, a spousal relationship and you share equally responsibility. That's maturity. That's going to solve a lot more problems than just sitting there blaming each other. If you can take responsibility for part of what went wrong or what was said, if you can take responsibility when your team does not perform the way that they do, they're going to respect you a lot more in the long run. And chances are you're going to earn a lot of loyalty and you're going to solve a lot of the issues that you may be having. So replacing blame with responsibilities is not only difficult at times, especially when, you know, maybe you feel 100% you weren't even in the wrong. But taking the initiative to put yourself out there and say, you know what, you know, I, I'm sure that there's something that I could have done differently or better in this situation that would have prevented this. Or maybe I could have educated them better. Or maybe I could have trained them better. Or maybe I could have given them some, you know, some tips on how to avoid this. You know, there's always ways that we can help. Now, I realize that we can't always take the blame for everything. People need to take 100% responsibility themselves as well. I get that. I get that. But what I'm trying to say to you is this is this term of humility that if done in the right way and with the right heart, it can change the culture of an organization or a family. Well, I want to thank you for joining. We are running out of time. I've gotten through the, that three. I think we, we probably only have two episodes left after this to finish this up. So join us again on your journey to greatness through routine and spread the word if you've enjoyed this series. Have an amazing day.